0: Praise God. Are you ready for God's word this morning on a better way? Turn with me again, if you would, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We started this series last Sunday morning. We'll be doing it for a few weeks, entitled A Better Way, and it's really just going through the scriptures and reminding ourselves of how the way of love is always better than the way of doing it in our own way. And even as far as our love walk is concerned, we can... Brush up on that and we can even do a better job in walking in love. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is where the Apostle Paul goes into some detail uh, defining the love of God, what God's love looks like, what type of characteristics it has. And he, and he submitted this, these particular insights on the love of God right in the middle of teaching on the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the church today in chapter 12. Then chapter 14 is the operation, how they should function in public settings, in church settings, or in, or in, our, in our daily walk, in our small groups, however the gifts are to be manifested it and be, to be yielded to and so forth but in the middle of it he sandwiched in there the love of God because uh, he knew beforehand that it's very important that any type of a uh, spiritual development that our walk with God always needs to be developed on the foundation of the love of God you don't want to try and do this God thing without operating in God's love it, it just won't work very well because it's a uh, we, we need to be have experienced the love of God in our heart recognizing that his love has been deposited into our heart and also acknowledging that his love is to flow through our lives to other people so here in first Corinthians 13 he makes these statements about the greatest gift you know the better way to do life and he calls it the love of God in verse 20 he said though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels but have not love I become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal and though I have the gift of prophecy and to understand all mysteries and all knowledge and Though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but I have but have not love, I am nothing. You know, you're really making, making some astounding proclamations there. You know, I have, I have all knowledge and I, I can do great things through faith. I understand mysteries. I have the gift of prophecy. I mean, that's really, you know, that's, that's up there on, on, on the spiritual maturity level. You know, that's a 9.5. Almost a 9.10, you know, I mean a 9.99, getting right up there to a 10, to being absolutely Christ-like. And so it's really talking about having a lot of things flowing and a lot of things being manifested. But you know what, if it's not done in love, it's really not profiting anything for myself. It's not building me up. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not, it profits me nothing. Verse 3 goes on, he said, though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and what can be wrong with that? Though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Again, he's saying, don't get caught up in religious activity. Don't get caught up in, in a works mentality where you're doing all types of things thinking that it's going to benefit you, thinking that it's, a, it's going to save you, or thinking that it's going to make you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It will not profit you anything. It will not make you the righteousness of God. The only thing that makes us right with God is accepting his righteousness, and that is, that is through accepting his son, Jesus, as our personal Lord and Savior. And so don't get caught up in a works mentality thinking, well, I need to do this in order to be acceptable to God. You have been made acceptable to God through his love, and so come to a place where you accept that. And then in verse 4, through the first part of verse 8, he begins to give us a, a defining love for us. So it's love. Here's what it looks like when we're talking about doing, doing things a better way, doing life a better way. Love suffers long. Uh, you just answer these questions yourself. Do I have... Is there room for me to do better in this area? Love is kind. Can I be kinder? Love does not envy. Have I mastered the idea of not being envious? Love does not parade itself. It's not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Do I have some room to grow in that area? Uh, Does not seek its own. It's not provoked and it thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And the first part of verse 8 says that love, speaking of the love of God, it never fails. It never fails. And so we have room to grow. I should say I know I have room to grow. So I believe it's safe to say that we have room to grow and that we can do better. There's a better way. Amen. So Let's say it again. Say we can do better. Now let's make it personal. Turn to your neighbor and say, I can do better. better. And i say this, I will do better. better. And you can do better. And you you will do better. better. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Now we're not keeping any record of wrong. (laughs) I'm just saying, you can do better. All right, love keeps no record. At the end of the chapter in verse 13, 1 Corinthians 13, 13, says, now abide. You know, we have faith. We have hope and we have love. But the greatest, everyone say the greatest. Greatest. The greatest of these is love. So we want to do better. And if we're going to do better in in, in life and we're going to uh, continue to mature in our spiritual walk with God, we're we're going to have to take it up in the area of developing the love of God that's in our heart. Again, his love has been deposited into our heart by the Holy Spirit. God so loved us that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would, you know, would not perish but have eternal life. And we looked at some of the foundational scriptures last Sunday morning you, you know um, in, in 1 John chapter 4, uh, verse 7 all the way through 16, and there's a whole bunch of other ones in there as well, but I've become familiar with those verses. That It's, it's not that we love God, but that he first loved us. You know, this God, he, was the, he, he uh, started this whole thing with love because that's who he is. And so receive his love. It's been it's made available to us through Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Receive him, uh, his love into your heart. Know that it's in your heart. Know that his love has been demonstrated toward you, while, you were, while we were yet in our sins. God demonstrated his love toward us through Christ having died on the cross. Very uh, important scriptures to have uh, our mind renewed to so that we can begin developing his love in our heart. It's in us. The fruit of the Spirit is love manifested as joy and peace and kindness and so forth but the fruit is love and that love is in our hearts so it's it's it's, it's been sown in us that's who we are there was a some of you may recognize this name if you're baseball history buffs Leroy Satchel Page, Roel do you remember the name you know the name when did he play baseball do you know 1948 to 1966, somewhere in there. Played for the American League. And he's one of the first African-American pitchers to pitch in the American League baseball. Very good pitcher, but unfortunately, during those Jim Crow years and, and the prejudice that, that was prevalent in the ignorance among our culture. He received a lot of ridicule, a lot of racial slurs as he was endeavoring to be on the field and playing, even though people loved to see him pitching. They'd come out to stadiums many times. would be uh, much fuller when they knew that he was going to be pitching, but yet he had to, he had to endure. He endured a lot of racial slurs and just in, ch- in general was treated very poorly for none other than his skin color, not because he wasn't a good baseball he was a very good pitcher but he put up with a lot and someone some reporter someone once asked him how he coped with all the racial slurs and just all the 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 poor treatment that he was putting up with and had to put up with in order to to play in the American League and he replied you have to love like you've never been hurt love like you've never been hurt If you're familiar with Jensen Franklin, he just released a book last year by that title and that's where he got the title from, Love Like You've Never Been Hurt. There's another quote that's attributed to him. You probably heard this one before. It says, dance like no one's watching. Have you heard that one before? Dance like no one's watching. So love like you've never been hurt. That is an incredible and profound truth that we need to develop within our hearts. Because God demonstrated that kind of love. God demonstrated that love toward us while we were yet in our sin, while we turned our back on him and, and living in our sin. God so loved us. He so loved us as if he had never been hurt and he sent his son Jesus and Jesus, all the ridicule that he went through, even when he was on trial, he was, he was mocked and, and laughed at and scorned and, and reviled, but he did not revile. He loved and went to the cross as if he had never been hurt. So we also have a responsibility to, uh, to, 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 to do better, to begin to love like we've never been hurt. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And let's begin reading at verse 12. This talks about the character of, of the new man, which basically is, a, is a character, the characteristics of the love of God having been deposited within our hearts. So in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, uh, by the way, asking Rail about uh, Leroy Satchel Page, Rail is our resident Google information person when it comes to anything sports trivia. I mean, he, he, if you want to know, just ask Rail. He'll get you the answer before Google can give it to you, as good as Google is. but uh, So, anyway, keep it up, Rail. We appreciate you. <laughs> if you want to know what day you were born, no matter how many years ago it was, give Rail your birthday and he'll tell you exactly what day it was. So praise God. So in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as. Everyone say, even as. Even so here's, our, here's what we compare ourselves to. Even as. Think about it. Even as Christ forgave you, so you also sh- should do. Hmm. It's not quite accurate, is it? It doesn't say should do. It says, so you also should think about doing. Now, no? Come on, we can find a translation that's a little bit softer than New King James somewhere, can't we? Even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do, must do. How must I forgive? Even as Christ has forgiven me. Christ is the standard. It's not based on how how other people have treated me or not treated me or the severity of their treatment, their ill toward me. It's based on how did Christ forgive me? And as he has forgiven me, I need to find it in my heart to forgive others that offend me, and that's why it's important that I put on the characteristics of love, uh, tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering. I know humility is a t- really tough when you're as good as we are, but you know we can do it. We can do it. Some Eagles fans, could, could, you know, you guys could use some humility, but but nonetheless, you may very well get that today, whether you want it or not. <laughs> Or perhaps that's why they're doing so well. They really have humility. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) I'm not bitter. I get to rest because my season's been over for six weeks. So... Praise God. You get to go home early when you're as good as we are. (laughs) Bearing, I keep digressing here. Let's go back to the word. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another, verse 13, and if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do, verse 14, but above all these things, Above all these things of putting on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering, beyond bearing with one another and forgiving one another, as above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. So we can do better. There's room for us to grow. We can do better, and we will do better in Jesus' name. For Christ Jesus is our example. As Christ has forgiven us, so also we must do. We must do. You know, when we become followers of Christ, truly become followers of Christ and use Jesus Christ as our example, Jesus as our example, of how we are to do life, how we are to live life, when we are truly following closely after Jesus, in the footsteps of Jesus, his path, the path of Jesus, is going to take us out of our comfort zones. It's going to take us into areas that we're not real comfortable with, apart from Jesus. It's going to take us into some areas that may be downright fearful for us to go into, apart from the love of God, because Perfect love casts out fear, so we won't have fear in following Jesus and allowing him to lead us where he wants to lead us. It's going to lead you in the path of feeding the poor and clothing the hungry, clothing, clothing the poor and, and, and feeding the hungry, praying for the sick. Doing things you never thought you might be involved in doing. It may, it's going to take you into, uh, into territory that, you, that to this day you've been uncomfortable in. But when you're following closely after Jesus, that's what's going to happen. And we can do better in these areas. We have a tendency to protect ourselves in order to, in order to walk in love, in order not to, not to mess up. You know, I, 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 I keep myself in a certain sphere of influences and within certain territories, in certain comfort zones, because in this particular comfort zone, I can handle loving people in this particular arena. But you get me out of this arena and you get me over into another one, I might have trouble loving that particular people group or another people group or, or whatever the situation may be. I remember some years ago, we're still back in the old building. Uh, I believe it was the 700 Club. It was one of those national Christian television stations that contacted the church and they were doing some type of a, of, of feeding the hungry type thing on a national basis and some were you know they had truckloads of, of I think it was rice and beans or something that they were distributing the churches and what they're asking the local churches to do is we'll, we'll, we'll drop it at your church you take it to the the shelters in your cities and I remember they dropped some off and I, I put these 50 pound bags in, into my car trunk and I went into one of the shelters in the city and, and just I had called and I went in and knocked on the door and Said, yeah, this is the place. And said, Well, I have, I have some food. I have some rice and you know, fifty-pound bags of rice and beans. And I was doing it just kind of obligatory. I really I wasn't into it. I just I, I agreed to do it, so I'm doing it. It wasn't my thing to go into the city with my car and, and unload stuff. And but I would go in there and I have, find out what 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 to do, and I'll go back to the car and I'll get a 50 pound bag and throw it up on my shoulder and another 50 pound bag on this shoulder. No, I I just exaggerated, <laughs> but I did have one 50 pound bag on this shoulder, all right. And then I had a 50 pound bag in each hand. I went in there, were, you know, 200 pounds of rice and beans. <laughs> my point being, as I went in, and these homeless men that were abiding at the shelter shelter were in there in the warmth of the what was provided for them, engaged in a card game. And they did not offer or even acknowledge that I was carrying in these 50-pound bags and they didn't even offer to help, and it ticked me off. (laughs) I just wanted to leave. But I thought, well, I'm not just going to leave because I don't want this stuff in my car. So I carried each bag in by myself and dropped it. And it really, you know, I wasn't happy about it. And now I'm not happy with how I felt about it. (laughs) But, you know, love wouldn't have allowed the feelings that I, and the attitude that I embrace towards those individuals. It probably wasn't even their fault. Did I ask them? Say, hey, excuse me, uh, gentlemen, could you guys, you know, could you just give me a hand? I, I didn't ask. I just assumed they should know that. But anyway, it makes no difference. I don't need to make any excuses. My point being is I wasn't loving like Jesus was loving. I was doing it kind of out of obligation. And then it went from, it went from a, just a grudging ab, uh, obligation to a, just a bad attitude towards no wonder you're in here. No wonder you're poor. No wonder you need to live in a shelter. You're lazy. And so even though I was helping to feed the poor, it profited me Nothing. Nothing. That's what I'm talking about. We can't be doing things out of grudging obligations. We can't do things. We can't say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to surrender to you. I'm going to allow you to lead me, to guide me, to direct me. And then you get a direction to take food to a homeless shelter. Then you get upset because the people in the homeless shelter that need the food that you have and you have the health to take it to them, but yet you have a bad attitude that you have to take it to them that they won't even help you. You know, that doesn't profit anything. That didn't, that didn't help remedy their homelessness. It didn't help remedy their hunger. There's, we can do better. I can do better. We all can do better. Amen? Now we have one more confession to make. Let's say it this way. Say, I can do better. I, do better. I, will, do better. I will do better. Here's four words that will change it all. Are you ready? Say this with me. It starts with me. It, with me. it begins with me. When I start walking in love, when I take it up another level, when I practice putting on tender mercies, when I practice kindness, humility, meekness, and long-suffering, when I practice these things on a daily basis and, and, and just purpose to be patient and, and bearing with one another and forgiving one another, for you know, not having an attitude towards anyone no matter what circumstance they may be in. You know, we're either going to have attitude towards people that are struggling more than we are or we're going to have attitude towards people who are doing much better than we are. If you have a bad attitude, it's gonna show up on, on, on either end. So just stop the bad attitude and, and love and be willing to help those that are struggling in areas that you no longer struggle in, be willing to help them and be willing to help these other and, and be willing to learn from other people on how you can also get to a place where they are and just you know just continue, let the love of God be flowing. Let it flow. Amen. It come to God's love for you in you, and through you. And so the love of God, we can all do better, and it starts with me. It starts with me. So in Ephesians chapter 5, in verse 1 and 2, it says, therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. Everyone say, walk in love. Walk. Walk in love as Christ also. See, there again we have that example, as Christ. How am I supposed to walk in love? As Christ walked. How am I supposed to forgive others? As Christ forgave me. How many times have you ever tried to fix something or you needed to fix something and before you started it, you, you, you Googled it to try to get the directions to how to fix it? You know, that's the new thing today. You Google everything, right? Or you read the directions. Okay, here's, here's how we need to. Here's the instructions. Here's how you can do this. This is how you can put this together. You took it all apart. Now you don't know how to put it together. Well, Google can show me. Google's going to have some type of instructions on how to put this together. Or I can pull out some type of instruction manual. And I I can read up on it. Well, here we have it right here. We have it right here. How am I supposed to forgive? Forgive. As Jesus forgave. How am I supposed to walk in love? As Jesus walked in love. We have the manual. It's an open book test. We should not be failing it as often, as frequently as we fail. We don't need to be failing. We haven't, it's an open book. So love walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. So it begins with me as I purpose to begin my day by imitating God and I do imitate God by walking in love as Christ walked in love. When I purpose to begin my day like that and go into my day as being an imitator of God, I'm walking with God. I'm walking closely with Jesus. You know, when you imitate someone, you have to study that person in, in, in the realm of acting, the realm of drama. If you're going to play the part of another person, you have to study that person. You have to study that person's voice inflections, that person's body language and, and mannerisms and so forth. And, 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 and you have to work hard at trying to impersonate that other person. You're mimicking you're mimicking, you're imitating. We're supposed to be doing that with God. So we need to be studying what is God like. You say, well, how can I study God? He's up in heaven and I'm here. Well, he knew that, but that's why he sent Jesus Christ to demonstrate his love toward us so that we could see what he's like. That's why we have Jesus. Amen. And that's why we have Jesus. So when you read the Gospels and you look at the life of Jesus, say, am I measuring up? Am I mimicking Jesus? Is what I'm about to say, does it mimic Jesus or does it mimic my flesh? Or does it mimic, the, you know, Satan, the father of lies? You know, who am, I, who, who, who am I sounding like? Who am I impersonating here when I'm saying what I'm saying or doing what I'm doing? And we we should constantly be asking ourselves those questions say, no, I, I want to be an imitator of God. I'm going to be walking in love as Christ also has loved me and has given himself for me. For me, that's how I'm going to love. So again, I'm going to confess to you that I have room to grow. And I'm going to acknowledge that as your pastor, you have room to grow. And we will always have room to grow until the day that Jesus Christ comes back and takes us all back to heaven with him. Amen. And when the rapture takes place, our spirit, our soul is going to leave our bodies and we're going to go to heaven. And that's why we're going to be able to do much better. We're not going to have this flesh anymore. But while we're in the flesh, we're going to continue to wrestle But we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are wrestling against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness and heavenly places. And so I can come against all the spiritual warfare that comes against me. I can be victorious over it. I can do better on a daily basis. I can do better on a moment-by-moment basis. I can do, we can do life a better way in Jesus' name. Mimic God. Follow Jesus. And let him take you in a territory that you've never been in before. It's very uncomfortable forgiving people if you're not used to forgiving people. It can be very uncomfortable loving some people if you're uncomfortable with certain people groups or certain races. We shouldn't be, but if we haven't developed in those areas, we, we, need, we need to develop in it. Purpose. Take purposeful steps that I'm overcoming any prejudice resident within my being. I am overcoming it. I am not a prejudiced person. I am not a judgmental person. I am a loving person. I can love others just as Christ has loved me, and that's going to set the course for a much better path, a much better way to do life. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Why don't you stand to your feet? Now, when I'm in the audience and I hear a minister say, "Why don't you stand to your feet?" my smart attitude always thinks, "Where else am I going to stand on? You know what else?" (laughs) I'm just saying, in case you had that thought, you can do better. (laughs) Stand to your feet, please. (laughs) It's like, what else am I going to stand up to? (laughs) Stand to your knees. Praise God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for these beautiful people. Thank you for your love that has been deposited into our hearts by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for loving us even when we did not deserve to be loved. You demonstrated your love toward us while we were yet unworthy. We were yet in our sin. But you demonstrated it in sending Jesus Christ to the cross. And Jesus, having gone to the cross freely, having having chosen to do so because he loves us, and chosen to do so because he wanted to be obedient unto your will for his life, and redeeming all of us unto yourself. Back to you, Father. So Lord, it's such a great example when we look at the life of Jesus. We think of the good Samaritan, we think of the, the, the lepers that were touched and healed, and the, the hungry that were, that were supplied with an abundant of food, and the the, the naked that were clothed, the blind eyes that were open, and the lame that were made to walk, uh, needs were supernatural met, and just a prophetic insight and, and wisdom being demonstrated. Lord, there's so much that we can grow into. There's so much more. There's such a better way that, that is before us, Lord. So just open up our hearts and our minds to be open and to be receptive to all that Jesus Christ has demonstrated to us, even how he operated in in the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Father. That in itself is is an arena that we have so much room to grow in. So just open up our hearts to that. Open our minds to it, Father God, and cause us to be receptive to wanting to do it a much better way to believe you, to trust you, how he dispelled fear in people's lives. And, and Lord God, how we can overcome fear when, when, when we begin to really grow and to understand and appreciate the, uh, the perfect love that's been deposited into our heart, which casts out all fear. Help us, the Lord God, to, to, to grow, lead us and guide us in the areas that you would have us work on in Jesus' name. And Lord, help us to be like Leroy Satchel Page, in a a time when he received such ugly criticism and racial slurs were, were were thrown at him, and he was just just treated so poorly, treated so poorly. But he took the posture of, "I need to love like I've never been hurt." Help us to love like we have never been hurt. There's no record of wrong. It's a clean slate today we're going out. And we're very much aware as we go out in this attitude of loving like we've never been hurt. Um, we are fully aware that the enemy will come, comes immediately to steal the word, to steal our commitments, to, to, to test our resolve. But we just take authority over you right now, Satan. We will not, we will not fail any Tests or temptation you bring our way, we will overcome it. Every, Every stumbling stone you put in front of us, we're going to turn it into a stepping stone. We are maturing in the love of God in Jesus' name. We are doing life this year a much better way. We're doing church a much better way. When we come together as a church, we can do it so much better. And we're looking so forward, Lord God, to what you have plan for our lives as individuals, as families, and collectively as a local church. We're looking so forward to what you are unfolding before us in Jesus' name. We say thank you. And I say thank you for all these people, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Receive his love. Receive his love. Don't leave here today with any guilt or condemnation. Receive his love. Don't leave her thinking, yeah, I, I hear you, I can do better, but boy, I am such a mess. You're not a mess. From God's perspective, you're forgiven, you're redeemed. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, it's hard to believe that God loves me. Well, he does. He loved you before you even messed up in the area that you feel like you messed up in. It's been taken care of even before you did it. And so thank you that the cross, the shedding of his blood, established God's love for you in Jesus' name. Heads bowed, and eyes closed. Perhaps you're in here this morning and say, well, I've never ever taken a step of receiving God's love. I, I don't have the gift of eternal life that you spoke of. And if, if my life were required of me today or in the near future, I, I'm, I'm uncertain what my eternity would be. But you, you can leave here today knowing that you have the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, simply by acknowledging that he went to the cross, that he, was, he shed his blood and that he was buried, and on the third day God raised him from the dead. The Bible tells us if we believe this in our heart and then we confess it with our mouth, it leads on salvation. So with heads bowed just for a moment, you say, I'd, I'd, "I'd like to pray that prayer. I want to get in on this." love thing. I want to get into this eternal life. I want to receive Jesus as the forgiver of my sin. Just right where you're standing, just slip up your hand real quickly. You want us to pray for you and with you? Anyone at all in here today? You want to get your heart right with God? You're not sure where you are? Anyone at all? Praise you, Jesus. All right, I don't see any hands raised. I've trusted you've done that. If you haven't, you can do it on your own as well. Just receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So uh, what I want you to do Just pick out make a decision at least one thing that you know you can do better in this week amen Amen. And know one thing we can all do better in is we can all do a better job of people we bump into this week especially unchurched people said you know what i'd really like to invite you to church this sunday so begin inviting people to church amen just let's let's Bring the glory and honor to God that the houses of God are full and overflowing. Yesterday in the middle of a snowstorm in Kansas City, the stadium was packed with people watching a pigskin go up and down the field. Cold. They didn't have comfortable seats and heat like we have, but they were there. They didn't stay home. Oh, it's snowing. I think we'll stay home. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving the people that stayed home today. I'm loving them. <laughs> I can do better. But I'm just saying we can, we can get a little bit tougher as well in Jesus' name. <laughs> Amen. But be safe, be smart, but invite people and bring them out next Sunday. God bless you, and we'll see you soon.